the heart of Shasha. Pulse 95. A story to tell. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Alan Wasahlan and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now today I'll be taking you on a culinary journey that's inspired by the sophistication of black and white with French cream and chocolate the stars of the show. The French Dairy Board recently organised an exclusive dinner in partnership with world-renowned luxury chocolatier Valrona where French chocolate and cream were featured in every dish across five courses. It was a surprising and spectacular feast for the senses. And we're going to be hearing from, from Valrona's Zainab Lurabi and uh, also from the chef who created this incredible experience. He is one who loves to cook to music and you're going to be hearing some of the surprising choices that he played while preparing this elegant dinner. That is from... 11 a.m. But first, we're going to be crossing live to Amsterdam for the Amsterdam Dance Event. It's the world's biggest dance festival in the world, which kicked off yesterday with a program of more than 450 events at 140 locations across the city. We're going to be talking that. We're going to be talking the winner of the Booker Prize, talking the Exposure Photography Festival right here in Sharjah, plus getting Saeed Saeed's pick for his song of the week. It is Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95 with a story to tell. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Hello and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now we are jumping straight in. We are crossing to the Netherlands where Saeed Saeed, art and culture reporter for the National, is joining us live from the capital. Salam alaikum, Saeed. Alaikum assalam. Good morning from a chilly Amsterdam. <laughs> you are actually, we must say, you are on the balcony to make sure that we've got a good line with you. But honestly, uh, Saeed, you really don't manage to ever sit still, do you? Last week you're in Frankfurt. This week it is Amsterdam. Yes, that's right. I mean, this is kind of the busy part, I mean, of, you know, of the season. A lot of big festivals, a lot of big events. We've got a Frankfurt book fair. That was the world's biggest book fair that was held last weekend. And this week is the world's largest gathering of electronic music um, DJs, music uh, producers. They're all here for the Amsterdam Dance Event. It's a five-day conference you know, of all the latest trends sweeping the dance music industry. I love how we're talking about a conference when we're talking about dance music. It's not exactly <laughs> what you expect to hear. Uh, but as you said, 450 events at 140 locations across Amsterdam and almost half a million people expected to take part um, in the event in one shape or, or another. Um, but there are some really big uh, names who are at the event, aren't there, Said? Yes, that's right. Um, yes, I mean, in terms of names, you know, you have David Guetta here, you have Hardwell, you have um, Paul Van Dyke. All the like, all the main DJs are here as well. The huge how they discussed, um, you know, what's called, you know, their career with, you know, with the public. 
their latest music, or, or, and all or, or playing live. And the thing is, you're right. There's a number of things happening within Amsterdam Dance Event. You know, the, uh, the main thing basically is the crowning of the uh, of the um, the top DJ in the world. It's like the last thing. So, yeah, so the top 100 DJ list comes out every year, and uh, the um, the number one will be crowned on Sunday. So exciting stuff. That is very exciting. Who do you think is going to take it out this year? Well, um, it, look, it looks like uh, my tip will be um, it will be um, uh, uh, Martin Garrix again. He was number one last year. He's a 22 year old um, you know, machine. He basically, you know, he's, he's the kind of guy that's playing to stadiums now, and he's also performing in the UAE, by the way, in November at Maidan Racecourse. So I think he'll probably get again because he had a great 2018. Amazing. Now, uh, we're looking at other issues that are kind of in the spotlight when we're talking about DJs as well. Yes, we do love our dance music. We love music. Um, and DJs make an incredible amount of money, don't they, uh, in their jobs because, you know, we, we just love what they do. Um, I'm looking at uh, figures that show that the richest DJs in the world earning uh, an average of more than half a million uh, euros per week per week, um, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. But on the flip side, um, there are all kinds of other issues, aren't there, Said? Yes, that's right. And this is the importance of an event, such an Amsterdam event event, you know, um, in the sense that you need to have these conferences. These young DJs, these young producers and promoters need to kind of treat, you know, what they do as a business. You know, if you know, if they wanted to be sustainable, and this is really the message, you know, of the professional stream on of this um, event, mm. is to kind of give, yeah, is to give these young people the skills to manage. Because look, if you make it twenty five million, you know, um, million, twenty five million um, pounds or dollars a year, you are running an organization. <laughs> you are a CEO. You are an organization. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. So. So basically, they need to be given those skills, and this is what this event is about. Because that's what we're looking at here in terms of, you know, mental health. Uh, that has recently come up as a really big issue uh, for DJs, uh, and there have been, you know, a number who uh, have passed away tragically. Uh, and the industry is, of course, looking at this kind of thing and thinking, how can we uh, prevent that? And as you say, giving them uh, the skills to deal with uh, the stress, um, you know, the, the burnout that can happen uh, and all of the other emotional issues that, that can come with such a high-intensity lifestyle. Absolutely. And this has been a major um, topic of discussion um, when, the, um, when the, um, the conferences began yesterday. I mean, this has been a, a very difficult year for many people in the EDM industry with the tragic passing away of Swedish producer Avicii. Mm. Um, and a number of other um, big producers discussing um, depression, discussing um, stress. And even like two weeks ago, you know, one of the world's biggest DJs, Hardwell, has announced that he's taking a break. Yep, yep. You know, box. Yeah, exactly. Definitely, so that, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that news kind of, you know, reverberated here. So the first day of the, of the conference yesterday, we discussed all, um, all factors of mental health. Those panels discussing the responsibility you know, of the industry towards um, their the young clients. There's even discussions about you know looking after your ears. 
um, you know, how to how to um, how to maintain your breath and your hearing when you're playing in such a loud environment. Exactly. And also, there's things about family. How do DJs manage to have a family, considering they're traveling, you know, half at least three quarters of the year. Interesting stuff, Said. I'm, um, uh, you know, really looking forward to hearing who does, in fact, come out on top as the top DJ uh, when that happens. But uh, coming up next, we're going to be moving uh, on to an event that has just been announced uh, for Sharjah. The details, at least, have just been announced for Sharjah. And that is for the Exposure Photography Festival, which is hitting uh, Sharjah here next month. So stay with me, Said. We're going to be talking about that next. It is Life Beats with me, Sally Musa, on Pulse 95. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Something to talk about. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. A bit of the lush vibes of Sabrina Claudio there. And did we lose our minds? And we are back on the line with Saeed Saeed. He is the arts and culture reporter for The National. Saeed, you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Loud and clear. Now, uh, from Amsterdam, uh, we're coming back to Sharjah now. And the uh, third edition of the International Photography Festival exposure. We've just heard it's going to be held uh, from the November to the 21st to the 24th uh, with a, an exciting theme, Inspiring Moments. Yes, that's right. And I mean, credit to this festival. I mean, it's built itself over, you know, over the last three years into becoming not just, you know, um, a showcase you know, of local excellence, which it is also, but it's quite becoming, you know, a meeting point, you know, for the international photography um, community. And that's great to have with that exchange of knowledge. It really is fantastic. So it is the, the four-day festival uh, de- dedicated to celebrating everything photography. It is going to be held at Expo Centre Sharjah. Uh, the Sharjah Government Media Bureau announced uh, just yesterday 90 photographers, 90 celebrated photographers from around the world uh, will be exhibiting, uh, and uh, there will be a selection of 600 photographs. It's quite extraordinary. For those who are uh, fans of photography, those who love their photography, um, in all kinds of different uh, genres as well, uh, this is definitely something that you need to be at. Yes, that's right. And also, I think it's a kind of event where you kind of need to take your time. As well, when you mm. go to the show, I mean, I mean, if you're gonna go there, I think this is um, a, a half a day, a half a day experience because um, there's over 30 individual exhibitions on display, you know, along with another 120 images or so curated in six different ex- six collective exhibitions, and the whole point is to kind of show the diversity of themes, you know, and the artistry level, you know, of people from all kinds, from all parts of the world. So I think just you need to kind of savor it to enjoy it. Oh, for sure. It is uh, something that you definitely need to take your uh, time on. There's also a competition. Uh, There is an international photography competition uh, that happens every year with exposure. And they're talking about um, uh, the fact that, in fact, they've had 35% more entries compared to last year. Um, They've gotten 13,500 entries 
from 112 countries in, in 10 categories that include travel photography, macro, uh, photo manipulation, photojournalism, street photography, uh, best of the Emirates. There's a junior category even uh, and architectural photography as well as uh, new categories this year for short film uh, and uh, Sharjah government employees as well. You know, and it, just goes to, and it just goes to show you who said that photography will, you know, will be dead once, you know, mobile phones came in. I mean, there's definitely like um, a new, uh, a resurgence, you know, in photography, particularly, you know, um, in Southeast Asia, you know, so there's always um, within exposure, a big collection of um, photographers coming in mm. you know, from Indonesia particularly, you know, and the level of photography there is just amazing. It's evocative, and it will all be on display um, at exposure. This is really cool. Uh, there's, uh, you, I mean, because you're absolutely right. You know, I think the, the mobile phone has almost exploded photography. Um, you know, it is far from being dead. I think people are experimenting in ways that we didn't think were possible before just simply because of the technology and how accessible it is now. Uh, but this is really cool, Said, uh, in terms of uh, innovation and photography, uh, which is what we're talking about. Um, visual artist Eric Paré is going to be engaging the audience in a sensory experience by manipulating time, light and space through the bullet time photography technique. I have no idea what that is, but man, it sounds cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, you know, if you're going to go there, you, you take as much notes as you can, as well as taking photos. I love it. I love it. Are you uh, taking a whole bunch of photos while you're there in Amsterdam and everywhere else you go? Yes, that's right. I mean, I, you know, that's the thing. I mean, I used to be a guy, you know, who, um, who, um, who wrote journals, you know, just, you know as, as, as I travel along. You are very now, much a writer. I, yes. Yeah. But I'm saying, but now though, I find you know the um, you know, photography, you know, of, of documenting visually, you know, my trips as even more effective. So I think you're right. You know, we are kind of living in a more visual world, you know, and I'm glad, you know, um, the art, the, the artistry that comes, you know, with that kind of living, you know, is being celebrated in Sharjah. Well, we are really excited to see this and we're definitely going to be featuring some of the photographers who are going to be showcasing their work at Exposure. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, the directors of the Exposure Photography Festival as well here on Lifebeat. So there is plenty to watch there. But as we uh, look forward, Said, uh, we're going to be talking about the Booker Prize next after the break. The winner has just been announced, I believe. Oh, yes, that's right. So, yeah, so when it comes to the Man Booker, Anna Burns won the prestigious Man Booker Prize uh, for 51 on Tuesday. And um, we're, so yeah. yeah. The first writer from Northern Ireland. It's it's a really interesting story. I've, I've, I was looking at uh, her story, and uh, she says something that's very interesting. As she's just won the £50,000 uh, for the Man Booker Prize and become the winner for the first time. We're going to be talking about that story uh, and a lot more. You've also got uh, your favourite song uh, of the week, which we will be playing later on uh, in the hour. It is Life Beats with me, Sally Musa, on Pulse95. Talk about radio. It's Pulse95. 
Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Yes, welcome back to Life Beats and uh, we are talking all the latest news in arts and culture. Putting the spotlight on it with Saeed. Saeed, Saeed, he is the arts reporter from the National. You there, Saeed? Hi. <laughs> You're not, you know, uh, too chilly there on the balcony, are you? No, no, that's actually no. Um, during the music break, I did what you, I did what you told me to. <laughs> got a, I got a cup of tea. I'm nice and warmed up. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. And Tamim came in here with a karak chai. We're all good. We've got our tea. We are all set. But uh, let's talk Man Booker Prize uh, winner now because that has just been announced as well. Yes, that's right. The Man Booker Prize for fiction. Um, you know, it is like you know, um, it is you know one of the major prizes of in the literary calendar, mm. and that was and that was announced on Tuesday with Anna Burns uh, winning it for the uh, for the first time. She's the first writer from Northern Ireland to win the prize. She is indeed. So she wins uh, fifty thousand pounds, and um, uh, she has been pretty outspoken about the fact that you know she loves writing. She's very much a writer, um, but writing doesn't pay the bills. Uh, it is a very, very difficult profession to go into. Um, and uh, and she said, she she was very open about it. She said, I'm going to use this to pay my debts um, and, uh, you know, live off the rest. Um, and in fact, uh, in her uh, acknowledgements in the book, she thanked uh, a housing charity um, and uh, as, as well as a food bank um, in being able to write this book. Yes, that yes, that's right. And you know, and because the thing is, this book, you know, was um, was was her first in fifteen years. Mm. You know, so yeah. So you know, when the press asked, so what have you been doing? You know, she said, you know, I've been I've been busy working. You know, um, just uh, trying to make ends meet. And then when and then when they've asked her, well, you know, you could have written another book in that time, though, to help you. And she had this amazing quote about, you know, writing is also about waiting. I had to wait <laughs> a while till the characters told me their stories. Right. So, yeah. So yeah. So one hand, she's very disciplined in terms of, you know, of you know, of um, her real life situation. But at the same time, she's a purist when it comes to the writing. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> it really does speak to, um, you know, the whole creative process. You know, every every writer has a different creative process, and I love how she's she should, just says that. You know, I have to wait. Uh, for the story to come. It's quite uh, an intense story and everybody, the judges were unanimous about it. Uh, it is all about uh, the story of a girl um, who was uh, in fact caught up in the troubles in Northern, Northern Ireland um, and uh, was assaulted. Um, and uh, it's kind of a, a very timely, very timely book right now. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very timely because there is, you know, I mean, you know, Northern um, um, Ireland and Northern Ireland, the troubles essentially, you know, is always never too far away from the news. There are shades as well, you know, of the um, the whole discussion surrounding the Me Too movement. Mm. You know, it kind of infused very subtly, you know, in this book. And the thing also about this book, it is. I mean, the judges said it's very original, but the judges also the judges also admitted that it's a very very challenging book. Uh, I mean, the Milkman's kind of written with very few paragraph breaks. So it looks like one big slab of text, you know, for many pages. And also at the same time, um, what burns us in her book, she doesn't really give um, her characters any 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 names. Mm. So she, lets, she lets the situation kind of dictate for you. 
So what the judges said that while, although this book is very kind of challenging and it's like climbing a mountain, you know, but uh, she's, the book is saved by her immersive and very poetic prose. So basically, they're saying if you, it's, it's, it's a bit of a slug, but once you get to, but once you get to the top of the mountain, the view is terrific. Uh, it, it is amazing. Uh, um, there is one uh, paragraph, one passage that is uh, is quoted in one article here. It's uh, so intense. Having been brought up in a hair-trigger society where the ground rules were, if no physically violent touch was being laid upon you and no outright verbal insults were being leveled at you and no taunting looks in the vicinity either, then nothing was happening. So how could you be under attack by something that wasn't there. I mean, I just get chills just reading that, and that's just a few lines. Um, yeah, this yeah, is definitely so, one to read. So many things. Yes, exactly. I mean, there's, there's, that's a great example of her prose. There's so many things, you know, that, you know, that, that are co- that are going on within that sentence alone. It is like an explosion in your imagination, just wow. trying to kind of put it all together. Incredible. Uh, with the Sharjah Book Fair coming up, uh, we're definitely getting into our books, and that is definitely one to get into. Uh, but uh, coming up next, we can't you know, leave you, Said, uh, without your pick of your song of the week. And you've chosen a gem. Uh, and we're going to come to that next on Life Beats on Pulse95. Talk about radio. Talk about radio. It's Pulse95. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Yes, it's Life Beats with me, Sally Musa, and on the line uh, with us is Saeed Saeed. He's the arts and culture uh, reporter for the National in Amsterdam for the Amsterdam Dance Event. Uh, So we do love talking music with you, Saeed. Um, And uh, today I've asked you to pick a song. Uh, that is one that you are listening to that has really caught your eye um, and you've just come up with a gem for us, Said. Oh, thank you so much. And, you know, and this, um, the song that I chose um, um, for you today is um, by Elvis Costello um, and the song is called Unwanted Number. I mean, um, this is basically from Elvis Costello's new album um, called Lucky. And it's just um, and it's just a beautiful kind of reflection of what he does. It's kind of very stripped down. It's full of Elvis Costello's wonderful world play, word play. And this song, Unwanted Number, is probably the most toe-tapping, you know, of the lot. And it's just a great song, great pop song. And the lyrics are kind of fun, but they also talk about as well, you know, troubled relationships between fathers and sons. And as you said, the, this is uh, in fact from his brand new album, uh, Slate. Magazine has called it his best, uh, the best album of the century, and his best in decades. Would you agree? I, well, I think it's I think it's certainly um, his best album um, for, um, for for a decade. I mean, his and it's a funny thing because his last album, the, the one that I enjoyed the, um, since since this one, is called Mo, um, Momo. Okay, and the thing about this um, the thing about this album is that. He was backed by his great band called the Imposters, and this new record um, is the Imposters' return is with him. Pulse ninety five. Pulse ninety five. Pulse ninety five. The heart of Sharjah.
So we are going to play this song for you right now. It is, in fact, uh, as you say, it is uh, Elvis Costello and the Imposters uh, with Unwanted Number. Here it is on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Coming up next, we take you on a culinary journey into French black and white. Charger. 